These are the funniest people I know. These are the funniest people I know. Said improv riffing, callers and sketches, characters and interviews, and then some more sketches. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest people you know. Now these are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest. These are the funniest people I know. Hello, world, and welcome to the Funniest People I Know podcast and radio show. We are coming to you from the Georgia Radio Reading Service here in beautiful Atlanta, Georgia. I'm in the studio today with a very talented group of the funniest people I know. Full cast intro with Stupidly Random Fact. How you doing, TJ? Hey, I'm TJ. My roommate got a 30-day trial of Hulu. Wow. How are you liking it so far? It's great. We're watching This Is Us and getting caught up on season three. Hi, everyone. I'm Alexandria, and I parked on the second floor. You're new to the show. This is season 2.13. Welcome. Sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> funniest people here. And uh, Lily isn't going to be joining us for as many episodes, but Alexandria is going to join the show. You were so popular. You oh. were the most popular guest of season one. Wow. Oh. Yeah, you were voted the funniest person we knew. So, <laughs> yay. Look at that. So thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm George, and my middle name is the letter N. I didn't see that. Just the letter N? Yeah, like a Sesame Street character. <laughs> oh. George is brought to you by the letter N. <laughs> well, I'm really glad to be back in the studio with you guys. We've been on a little break. We hope you've had a great Christmas and New Year. Mm-hmm. It's big, big cold weather here in Atlanta yeah. and, uh, <laughs> for the South. Right. This 40 degrees is too frigid. Uh, I, I call 35. BS 30, yes. <laughs> on any city that has the horrible name Hotlanta yeah. having weather like this. It's right. a pick one or the other. Exactly. And also, they closed the government. For the most beautiful, cold day gorgeous. ever. I loved it. A sunny, gorgeous day. I sat on the porch. There was a cup of coffee had. I read the newspaper. Yeah, I went out and played with the dog. Then the next day, it was colder. <laughs> I was like, oh, now it's a little frigid. I should go inside take the day off work. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. The sun was gone. I, like, I, should, you know, I should have stayed home today. I wish I had warmed up the car. We are preparing for the Super Bowl here. Are you guys going to be around? Are you trying to run away and avoid it? Because there's going to be, what, 20 million people coming to the yeah. city for this? I have a nice view of the interstate from my apartment, so I'm going to sit down on my porch yeah. and watch you know, traffic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you it's going to be fun. <laughs> I just, bleh. that's all I can think of thinking of this weekend in the traffic. Just bleh. Just sounds of disgust. Oh. You could probably turn the accidents or the road warriors into a drinking game. I will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he already does. Yes. Exactly. I do. That yeah. was on the plane. Right now, he plays the, oh, there's another red car drinking game. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Bit Thank of an you. East Coast, High West five. Coast situation here. Yes. Tom Brady once again. Oh. Haven't we had enough of him? Do you guys all hate Tom Brady as much as I do? Uh, yeah. I think everyone does. No. Yes. They took a poll of America and 49 states won the Patriots to lose. I'm going to let you know, my hate is not valid. It comes from a mutual everyone else hates, so I just feel like I should be on the list of not liking him. I was once in the waiting room for my car to get serviced, and he was on mute on the TV and his face was so smarmy I was like I hate that guy <laughs> yeah. and then I found out who he was I was like oh everyone else hates him so I agree yeah, that's exactly. what it is yeah that's I was like is. your face makes you unlikable it is he's if, like the if, Bieber of the NFL 
Yeah. Is he? Mm-hmm. Is Bieber a polarizing figure? Yeah, he's hated by Ever since everybody. the bang, <laughs> and now that he's doing all these other hairstyles, Bieber has taken on a whole new... <laughs> the bang is I'm, what's I'm sure it's a hair and not his horrible personality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My problem with this Super Bowl weekend is that the city spent way too much money building that brand new stadium that we did not need next mm-hmm. to the stadium mm-hmm. that existed, mm-hmm. that we blew up, yep. just to have these awful patriots come mm-hmm. and play in it. I would rather burn that thing to the ground than have those people <laughs> play in my stadium that I don't think we needed. Yeah. Well, Atlanta United FC did have the MLS World Well, I'm glad that they World got Cup to play in it yeah, first. So yeah, that that's good. Redeeming quality. <laughs> there you go. It's like they've exercised the, of the demon that coming. Exactly. Soccer who, saved us. Who in here takes 85 and has seen the sign? I don't know. Oh, some, yeah, the guy who's mad. Yeah, that's mad that the Saints <laughs> didn't make Saints. it. Yeah. Yeah. He's like trying to spread yeah. his conspiracy Dude, theory. Dude, that's some money. When you've got like buying billboards in other towns because your team lost the game mm-hmm. money, I want to be his friend okay. yeah. on yep. Secret Santa weekend. That's the level I'm trying to get up. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Pepsi's ads? Yeah, because mm-hmm. they're a sponsor of the Super Bowl and they're just playing it up. That they're like, we're in Atlanta, you know. Beverage is, wars. Yeah. No, can we talk about Pepsi and Coke? Coca-Cola turf. This is some serious street stuff right now. Yeah. I'm nervous. It's another East Coast, West Coast thing. I'm like, do I wear my blue Pepsi? Do I wear my red Coca-Cola? It's a lot. You like, wear your red Coca-Cola. Yeah. Or do I wear purple Fanta? Like, it's uh-huh. a lot to think about. <laughs> like I'm neutral. Yeah. Purple Fanta. Right. Like, I'm great, guys. I think you're safe with Diet Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or Cheerwine. Yeah, like RC Cola. There you go. We're really glad to be back in the studio. I hope we all survived the Super Bowl. I don't know if I'm going to stick around or if I might just fly the coop and head for the hills and avoid it all together. Several friends of mine want to go down to this giant Home Depot tailgate party mm. where I think they serve Chick-fil-A and drink Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> the Home Depot backyard. So basically you're going downtown. Yeah, I, yeah, I suppose yeah. so. That's, and it's called the Home Depot yeah. tailgate. I don't think that's in the hills. <laughs> no, that's the opposite. That's yeah. one of two options. So we'll see what I'm either going to just go all in or fly away. It yeah. could be a hill of people. <laughs> no? A stampede. <laughs> all stamping on broken Tom Brady as he gets off the bus. I don't know. Gonna get you in trouble. You just sit down in the air. If somebody now breaks him, you're gonna be the first suspect. They're gonna say I incited it. They're gonna be like that Will Amato fella <laughs> on that incredibly that. popular podcast <laughs> that everyone listens to incited this riot. That reminds me, George. Part of why we've been so busy is just responding to your letters, your emails. We've had people show up. TJ's been harassed at work. The yeah. outpouring of support exactly. is amazing. In fact, we got so big that we had to sell the plane. Well, the taxes on it were going to be ridiculous. Well, that's right. Despite our tax break, uh, (laughs) it wasn't going to work out. I want to check in with Alexandria a little bit. What you've got going on? This year has been exciting. I started a new job. That's exciting. I had a big girl job. Congratulations. Thank you. Mm. I'm an education coordinator. I'm working for the opera, and I get to go out and help the cast as we go into schools and working with Art Reach and bringing the opera to students all across Georgia. Been a lot of fun. That's been where my head is at. It's been like in a cloud of, oh, I have this aria to remember, or oh, I have to bring these keys in for them, or oh, they didn't wear their hoop. <laughs> Wait, what does that mean? <laughs> what? The show takes place in 1830s, Alta, California. 
They'll go all the way back. Do you have to time travel to this show? We do. That's all um, our responsibility. It's a lot. As a tour manager, I'm responsible for making sure that they're in the DeLorean at a certain time. Mm. To get <laughs> yeah. Did I Hands even... and arms inside. You don't want to leave those in the wrong time Did zone. Did I even say the name of the car right? Because, yeah. okay. Yeah, you got it. Lord have mercy. Whew, I jumped off the ledge of that. <laughs> I didn't even know if I was going to have that right. Making sure I get these opera singers to these schools in one piece and work as this liaison between the opera and these schools. It's been really cool. It's, so yeah. you're like their tour manager. Yeah. Locally. You know, book <laughs> me if you yeah. need me. There you go. <laughs> Check you into venues across the country. <laughs> now, are these opera songs ever in a language other than English? How do the kids respond to that? The ones that we're doing right now, the opera is a bilingual opera, and it's in Spanish and English, which is cool because most operas, I believe, are written in Italian. Confirmed. It, correct. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, TJ. the opera expert. I know. <laughs> I appreciate that. So we're taking this bilingual opera into these different schools, a lot of bilingual Spanish-English speaking schools, and to see these little, like, kindergartners or to, like, third fourth, fifth grade, laughing at these jokes and being like, oh, they get it. They That's really cool. There's one they say, they call the aunt a burro. I'll let you guys Google what that is. <laughs> um, I think it's funny. Sometimes I wonder, whose head is this going over? Who caught what burro is? Because I know what it is because I saw it in the script. <laughs> I'm having a good time with it. Well, very good. I'm glad that you've got employment that seems to make you happy and I know, right? Hey, you some moolah. How long was I down here just living by the seat of my pants? I'm just glad to have a job that's full time and I can pay my bills. It's hard for the, us millennials. That's really great, Alexandria. And actually, speaking of not having a job, we turned down this podcast the opportunity to host the Oscars. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> they asked everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, they did. Nobody agreed to do it, yeah. but we were on that list. All of our Twitter history so <laughs> disqualified us. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it was so smart of you to scrub our Twitter history, TJ. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, I can't get but, all of it. <laughs> unfortunately, Lily wasn't available, and they said it was all or nothing. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, that was the reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're right. <laughs> yeah, so unfortunately we won't be hosting the Oscars, but I'm trying to see as many of the great high-rated movies as I can. George, what do you got going on over here? You guys may not know this, but I used Try to me. be real proud of myself because in the Audis, I was one of Variety Magazine's awards oracles. And so for three years in a row, I won this award that I was able to help predict who the Oscar nominees were going to be every year. Hear it every so, day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we know. We got it. <laughs> Before I dove way into politics, Oscars were my politics. And I don't really care about the movies. I more so am into the politics of it and the trade of it and I'll read the trades and so I'll see oh Meryl Streep is going to play Hillary Clinton in a Christopher Nolan movie and I'll know immediately she's (laughs) going to win an Oscar and I'm so proud of myself when she does I felt that I really wanted to do an Oscar pool or whatever but it just gotten so commercial and so I don't know with the Kevin Hart thing it just seemed like it's really tired this year I thought instead of us doing a boring Oscar pool what we can do in honor of the Super Bowl a fantasy draft Mm -hmm. I printed out a list of all the movies that are nominated this year and I thought we can go through and each of us will pick five movies Mm -hmm. and we will make a point for each time one of our movies wins an award and then whoever has the most points next month Mm -hmm. will win 
the big prize, and I'm not sure what the big prize is. But <laughs> it will be amazing. And big. Yeah, it'll be huge. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait. Okay. Um, so y'all are in. Do you want to play my fantasy draft game? I'm yes. down. Yes. Yeah. We'll kind of go like the snake draft. We'll start with TJ. We'll go mm-hmm. around. Then Will, you'll pick twice, and then we'll go around to TJ. He'll pick twice and back and forth. So we each pick two when it comes to us. No, you guys will on the end. And that's called a snake draft? Yes, I did research on this. This oh. is how straight people play on the sea bubble. Got it. And if I got it wrong, straight people complain to me at funniestpeoplejouknow at gmail.com. <laughs> TJ, you go first. Pick a movie. Um, Roma. Okay, TJ picked Roma. Alexandria. Black Panther. Alexandria's going to get a lot of points. Um, I'm going to go with Spider-Man. Ooh, the Spider-Verse. I think you may sneak in with some points with Spider-Man. Mm. I think maybe just one. <laughs> <laughs> right. Will? I'm going to go with If Beale Street Could Talk. Ooh. Good one. Okay, now pick one more. Vice. Oh. Oh. I'm going to pick... This is not fair. I'm going to pick A Star is Born. Oh, that's a good one. Oh. What is Solo nominated for? I don't like snake drafting. Uh, <laughs> special effects. I'm going to go with Incredibles 2. Oh, good pick. That was a good movie. Did you like that? Probably about 75% of the movies on this list I haven't seen. What's the problem with the Oscars? Mm-hmm. That's why they're so desperate to be popular. Oh, yeah. Nobody watches our movie. There's been conversations, at least over the last two years, between the comparisons of, like, should we start taking, like, the Rotten Tomatoes viewer opinions more seriously and bridge mm. the yes. gap between what the critics like and what our general public is like? Mm. The general public also got us to another current situation. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, don't, I don't trust the general public's opinion, but... The the Oscar voters became a caricature of themselves, and they started voting for the Oscar movie, mm. and it became like a type, mm-hmm. and I think that's why people stopped caring, because yeah. when you have the King's speech, it's like, nobody going to go watch that no. movie. I love that movie. It, it, of it, course it, you I would. Did. No, but it, I do too, Will. You're not <laughs> alone, because first of all, Colin Firth is... <laughs> I've touched on a nerve. Amazing. <laughs> and Jeffrey Rush, basically in everything. Yeah, he is <laughs> more of a Colin person, but yes, Jeffrey. She's like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to root for him. <laughs> it's just a good movie. You will take that back about a king's speech. Okay, I take it back about the king's speech, but it applies to other things. No. Um, anyway, right. TJ, did we give you time to uh, do your indecision? Yes. I get two, right? Yes. The wife and a quiet place. See, TJ, mm-hmm. that was your redemption moment because mm-hmm. you yes. got two in at that time. Exactly. Okay, I see. No. Anyway, <laughs> Sit elsewhere. <laughs> I will. Ooh, I'm going to go with Black Klansman. Who could pick? That was a good movie, too. I liked that movie. I didn't I'm see doing it. Bohemian Rhapsody. Was that one good? I've heard mixed reviews about it. Bohemian Rhapsody? Mm-hmm. Oh, no, I haven't seen it. I'm going to take Green Book. I'm also going to take The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. I'm going to take The Favorite. I'm Isle of Dogs. Yep. Isle of Dogs? Mm-hmm. If that's on Netflix, it's a Wes Anderson. Or it might be on HBO. It's a Wes Anderson movie. Royal Tannenbaums? Is that Wes Anderson? You got it. Yeah, look at me knowing movies and ish. Ish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ready Player One? My final pick is going to be Ralph Breaks the Internet. My final pick is going to be RBG. Mm. All right, and I get one more. I'm going to close it out with Mary Poppins Returns. Awesome. 
Oh. Interesting. Awesome. Okay, hmm. well, we will check back in after the Oscars and see who got the most points and wins the big prize. The other thing I thought is that since I failed you guys on coming up with a really cool thing for us to do with the Oscars, that what we should really do is celebrate the Razzies. Mm. We can watch the bad movies so that our listeners don't have to. I Welcome. recruited TJ Good to Lord. watch the first Razzie-nominated Best Picture for us. The Best Picture nominees for the Razzies, which are one of my favorite awards, they nominate what they think is the worst of the year. This year's worst nominees are Gaudy, Happy Time Murders, Holmes and Watson, Robin Hood, and Winchester. That's a pile of dung right there. Um, so I know <laughs> yeah. that TJ is really happy that he saw Gaudy. I don't normally watch mob or gangster movies and don't really seek them out, but The Departed was the only good one, really, I've ever seen, and this was, of course, the absolute worst. Mm -hmm. They actually wanted to get Scorsese, but I think he said no to direct Gotti, but a lot of people said no. Ten days before this release, fun fact, Lionsgate pulled the plug and sold it back to the production company with no explanation at all. <laughs> they just sold it, it back? It was just so bad. I was just reading other reviews that I agreed with because I just didn't have words, so I was looking for inspiration. People were just saying that the pace was terrible and it felt rushed and unstructured, nothing breathed. John Travolta played John Gotti. He's basically saying the same character he played in The Punisher, if y'all have ever seen that. He looks like the same guy from American Crime Story, The People vs. O.J., Robert Shapiro. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, that's, yeah. That's what he looks like. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. that's his permanent. Yeah, that's his face. That's what people were saying. It's basically watching John Travolta with more and more makeup throughout the movie. And they're all saying it's because of the director. If no one knows, it was Kevin Connolly, who's directed two films previously. And you might know him more from Entourage. He played E or Wait, Eric. E was the director. Uh, yeah. Well, that's why. Yeah, exactly. That explains a lot. I think the Gotti family wanted Travolta in the movie, but I don't know if they had a choice on director. So in the movie, you're just jumping back and forth from the current to the past and just so much better if it was just a straight shot. Sometimes and rarely does the back and forth work. Like, this is us on Hulu. That works. But Gotti, which is an hour and a half long with John Travolta, like, no, not really. <laughs> Throughout the movie, it's just showing him as this bad guy the whole time. And then at the last five minutes of the movie, Spoiler. they're showing all these people. We're watching this for our listeners. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. The last five minutes, they interviewed all his neighbors, and they were saying how much he protected the neighborhood and how much better he made it for everyone. But it's like, is this the anti-hero, or is he a hero, or like, which one? That reminds me of American Gangster with yeah. Denzel Washington and the Frank Lucas story and how they're this violent gangster and they mm -hmm. do all these terrible things, but they also provide turkey dinners during yeah. Thanksgiving right. for people who can't get turkey. <laughs> the neighbors are saying, oh, he was just killing his own. And we're like, oh, yeah, because that's better, I guess. I don't know. Do you think it's going to win Worst Picture? Possibly, because it had a lot of Razzie nominations. One, John Travolta for Worst Actor, along with his wife, Kelly Preston, getting Worst <laughs> Supporting Actress. This also is getting Worst Screen Combo, John Travolta and Kelly Preston. They have a Worst like Combo. Award, yeah. and you it, were bad individually and also and together. Also together. It's so bad. You also just watch it after a drinking, maybe. And then Kevin Connolly got Worst Director, and then the movie itself got Worst Screenplay and Worst Picture. And it has a zero on Rotten Tomatoes. It had a zero at the time that everyone was reviewing the film, which was not good. Right now, it has a 49%. 
on Rotten Tomatoes. Hey, yeah, it improved. I guess. It's found an audience. <laughs> That's a yeah. little less than half. Yeah, like, right. Maybe it'll be like that movie The Room, and years from now it'll have yeah. a following, and people will love it, and they'll, I don't know, like bring bread to yeah. like independent theaters <laughs> and watch it and have a sing-along or something. Or like Rocky Horror Picture Show, yeah, too. Yeah, I'm putting yeah. a lot together I there. get that. I made my list for this episode based on the top ten worst reviews online for this movie. Okay. Right. So at number one, IMDb, all users gave it a 4.8 out of 10, which kind of reflects a Rotten Tomatoes review. The New York Post said it's the worst mob movie of all time. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many. (laughs) There are ten. I'd rather wake up next to a severed horse head than ever watch Gotti again. (laughs) Worst movie of the year took four directors, 44 producers, and eight years to make. And they said it shows the finished product belongs in a cement bucket at the bottom of the river. (laughs) (laughs) I I think this one should win. I mean, it sounds like... It's in the running. I think Gotti's going to get it. <laughs> Number three, <laughs> Rolling Stone. As a Teflon Don tells us up front, this life ends one or two ways, dead or in jail. I did both. Audience sentence to do this time with the corpse of a movie will know the feeling when they watch it. RogerEbert.com said he may have been a murderer, but even Gotti deserved better than this. Esquire <laughs> said Gotti is a terrible, terrible movie. Stay away from it. Thrillist uh, said John Travolta's awful Gotti deserves its 0% Rotten Tomatoes rating. Number seven is IndieWire. This is a strange thing to say about a notorious mob boss who was locked up for murder, but John Gotti deserved better. And then the Entertainment Weekly said it feels like a script was shredded in an effort to destroy evidence and later taped back together on deadline. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Variety at number nine came and said, unlike Battlefield Earth, the earnest awfulness of which could be blamed on Travolta's involvement in Scientology, Gotti has a stink of a sleaze about it. No wonder Lionsgate planned to quietly dump the movie on demand. And then last but not least, the New York Times said, Gotti is a dismal mess, comes as no surprise. What does shock is just how multifaceted a dismal mess it is. Did it. anyone like it? Was there like one no. person who was like, you know what? Yeah. It's not It kind of reminds me of my uncle. Yeah. yeah. This is some of Travolta's best work. Yeah. <laughs> I tell you, yeah. that was such a horrible review. I kind of want to see the movie now. Right. And you sold wow. me. Oh, you, wow. Oh, I mean, movie night. truly I mean, that bad. <laughs> that I feel like good. we should do a movie night watching it, and we should all dress like gangsters and come in black suits and <laughs> with briefcases. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just us four. Yeah, just enough. You know, no one else. Uh, so we've got all these big movies. Another big craze is the Marie Kondo show tidying up on Netflix. Of course. Oh, Are yeah, you watching? So hot right now. Mm-hmm. Anybody gone through and donated most of their belongings because of this show? Everything I own brings me joy. Wow. (laughs) You are so ahead of the curve. Uh, I love my stuff. If you're not caught up, Marie Kondo is a Japanese declutter artist and author who wrote a book called Tidying Up. And she has a new show where she takes folks with cluttered homes and basically tries to get them to keep only what things spark joy. In the past, we've done this segment called Writer's Graveyard, where we bring out an old piece of writing that died for a reason. This is a little bit different. This is the Writer's Workshop. This is something actually brand new that I wrote this morning. Hot off the press, I'm developing a new show that I intend to produce here in Atlanta called Broke and 30. 
Oh, that's awesome. That's such a great title. Broken 30. <laughs> Thanks. So this is the first sketch that I'm workshopping. Keep in mind, this is a new draft. Things will inevitably change as they do in the writing process. No, I just wanted to bring it, play it on the radio, and kind of see what you guys think. This is called the Marie Kondo sketch at this point. That's such a great title as well. Thank you. It tells <laughs> you right what it is. You know, Don't just sense the point. It's really direct. Vardy Cast. I'll read stage directions and a few of the roles. Here we go. Uh, you forgot? Yeah, who am I? You are going to be Tom, okay, cool. the father. And I'm... You are Sarah, the daughter. Okay. You'll be Joan, the mm-hmm. mother, Alexandria. I'm going to go ahead and read Marie and Chris when he comes in, all right? Oh, uh, we're going to get complaints. <laughs> Marie Kondo kneels on the floor, praying. She is surrounded by the Miller family, Tom, his wife Joan, and their teenage daughter Sarah. On stage is also a cat. Meow. In order to live a more meaningful life... You must only hold on to items that truly spark joy for you. That's easy enough. This green blouse is my favorite. I'll keep it. Oh, this is fun. You go, girl. These red socks are full of holes. Trash pile. Great. You try, Tom. I only have three shirts, so we're good there. I don't own any books. Maybe the cat. Tom picks up the cat. Meow. Come here, falafel. Good (laughs) kitty. How do you feel, Daddy? It's miraculous. I don't feel a single spark of joy here. You can't Marie Kondo the cat, Tom. He's old and gross. It's time to let him go, Joni. I love Falafel. If you loved him, maybe you clean out the litter box now and then. No joy, no cat. Letting go can be emotional. You must <laughs> thank Falafel for being a good cat before letting him go. Okay. Thank you, cat. Goodbye now. Meow. <laughs> Tom throws the cat off stage. <laughs> we hear a meow. Ow! Trying to do a cat in pain. Uh, poor kitty. <laughs> I feel better already. Let's keep going. Unread books on the shelf cause guilt and unhappiness. Only keep titles that truly spark joy. I won't need my old copy of Pride and Prejudice. Thank you, Jane Austen. I won't be reading Amelia Bedelia anytime soon. Goodbye, Amelia. Great job. Tom, it's your turn. Well, I'm definitely keeping the TV. I love my beautiful cooler. I don't have much else. Come in. Tom's best friend Chris from next door walks into the house. Hey, dude! I saw the TV cameras and came by for my close-up. You're just in time. Come over here, Chris. Tom picks up Chris and holds him like a man-baby, bouncing him up and down. This is fun! You know, Marie, I'm not getting any joy here. I'm actually repulsed. I'm sorry, Chris. Our friendship is over now. But we've been best friends for a decade. I know, but you don't spark joy for me. That's a stupid turn of phrase. Tom is letting you go so you can be annoying next-door neighbor for someone else. Exactly. Now get out of here and don't come back. Ever. I love Tom. I'm being Marie (laughs) Kondo'd. (laughs) Good job, Tom. Now you have room in your life for new friends. Time to move on to papers. Dear me, this whole box is full of expired coupons. Goodbye. My room for... <laughs> Where are you, Joan? I'm Joan. I thought no one got Joan. I've been Joan this whole time, <laughs> What? Sarah. I thought you were somebody else. Oh, my bad. Sorry, we'll start from Joan's line. Go ahead, Joan. <clears throat> Dear me. <laughs> this whole box is full of expired coupons. Goodbye. <laughs> My rule for papers is to discard everything. This is a note I wrote to a boy in middle school. How embarrassing. Only keep items that you want to take into your future. My turn again. This is going to be tough. Joan, Sarah, time for a family meeting. This can't be good. 
Tom hugs his wife Joan while facing the audience. We see him deciding if he's going to keep her. Joni, you still spark joy for me. I love you. Oh, good. I love you too, Tom. Sarah, give your father a hug. Tom hugs Sarah, trying to decide if he'll keep her. Sarah, darling, I think it's time for you to move out. Daddy, no. Really, Tom? I will not allow you to Marie Kondo our daughter. She doesn't bring me joy. <laughs> Honestly, honey, you're mostly a burden. I'm only 14. <laughs> Remember to only hold on to items you wish to bring into the future. Good point, Marie. Hold her, Joni. See for yourself. Joan hugs Sarah, facing the audience and weighing her options. Mm, I'm not getting much either. <laughs> You're right, Tom. Sarah, honey, go pack your things. <laughs> I hate you, Marie Kondo. <laughs> Sarah storms off stage. <laughs> Tidying up is difficult in the short term, but will create positive changes in your life long term. I think you're great. You've helped us tremendously. We will finish by going through sentimental items. Oh, good. I've been dying to get this off my chest. Tom, our joyless marriage is over. I've been sleeping with Chris. You two-timing witch. I don't need either of you. I'm going to be with Marie. Uh, excuse me. Working with your family no longer sparks joy for me. Bye-bye. I can't believe that just happened. Yep. We got Marie kondo by Marie Kondo. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. That's a lot of fun. I like that. Well, thank you guys for reading that. I'm going to keep workshopping this piece and see what else comes out of this Broken 30 show I'm creating. Yeah, and please direct your complaints to Will at you, Funniest you, People I Know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, that does it for this episode of The Funniest People I Know. We broadcast on Saturdays on the Georgia Radio Reading Service, and the podcast is available Sundays on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or you can ask Alexa play the funniest people I know. And also, folks, please help us spread the word. Rate, review, subscribe. Tell one person about the show. This is Season 2. we got a lot more coming at you. Contact us on Twitter and Instagram at funniestpeopleiknow or email funniestpeopleiknow at gmail.com. Have yourselves a hilarious week. 